from Saturday. Okay. Um, loving Heavenly Father, we thank and praise and glorify you for gathering us again to know more about you and your kingdom and the love and the mission that you've called us to do. Lord, instill in each one of us the spirit of wisdom and understanding and of patience, Lord. Lord, be our guiding light in every step and every obstacle of our life. You help us choose always the tree of life, Lord, that you have presented before us. Father God, as we surrender, as we pay attention to this missing, uh, to this meeting today, Lord, let, let us not be distracted. Any types of spiritual attack, any type of spiritual negativity in terms of technology, in terms of headaches, any, any types of mind-blocking spirits, we cast it and we pull it by the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, in each and every one who is sitting in this meeting, I surrender and I pour your precious and holy blood on each and every one of us and our families that are, and our friends who, are, who we are connected to. Father God, I claim the spirit of understanding and love and wisdom on each and every one of us, Lord, and obedience to listen and know more about your will. We thank you, Lord, again for gathering us and we we are so grateful for all the love and the blessing that you have shower, that you shower upon us each and every day. We make this prayer through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. 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 Praise God. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Do you remember what we discussed last session? Yes, we talked of the angel. We talked of the, our mind, Holy Spirit. Uh, you know, using our mind, which is a battlefield for good and for the bad. Flossie, okay, tell Flossie has did yes. talking about the authority. We were talking about the authority, yes. What else? Yes. I yeah. How can you use perfect. the, uh, to, I mean, for the angel guardians and how to make them to be with us, like, make them right. to. Cool. So, we, I think we mentioned something about dynamics, right? Yeah. Did we did we say what's the difference between the authority and the power? There were two things yeah. we yeah, mentioned. two power and uh, uh, power of darkness and power of the light. No, the authority and power is that grandson and the old man grandfather. No, That's that was no, 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 the angels have mighty power. Angels, and yeah, how to use the angels? Right, angels have power, but they mighty don't have power. Yeah, but they don't have authority. the authority. It's only yeah, they don't have authority, but we can Stop. make them to, yeah. Right. So they, they are waiting yeah. for the word of God, right? They are waiting yeah. for the word of God so that the word of God will give them authority to do something and they will do it. And March 25th today, what do we celebrate in Catholic Church? The so Jesus, Jesus of Lazarus, I mean, not least of Lazarus. Yes. No, Jesus, uh, Jesus is uh, this, no, conception, yeah, no, 25th of March. Uh, okay. Annunciation. Right. Yeah. 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 So it's the same. Oh, okay, thing. but in yeah. but in Dubai, yeah, in Dubai, generally yeah. we attended a Sunday mass actually because of Saturday. So that's why it was Sundays. Today, otherwise, you guys will celebrate today the Lazarus. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, raising uh, bringing up, bringing the, the bring, yeah, raising up the Lazarus from the dead. Like, okay, both are good, good examples. Yeah. So one. Um. So today we look at the Annunciations, Annunciation of Mary, Mother Mary, right? 
yeah. the angel yeah. is bringing good the good news. news, the word of God. He came down and talked to a human being. And then what did Mother Mary reply? I don't, I have no idea what you're talking about. I'm not even married. And you are now telling me that I will be having a child. How is that even possible? So what was the reply? What was God the reply? Is what is impossible for no, God? No. Yeah. Nothing is, yeah. Nothing is impossible for God. And then what else? And what then do we said, let it let, let is let will be so is done. done. Yeah, done. Oh. I am the handmaid of the Lord. Yes, power it of did be done most I will overshadow, right? Oh, you're talking yeah. about the angel said, yeah. Well, the angel you and you know, yeah. Luke one thirty-five. The angel replied, "The Holy Spirit will come upon you. You and the shadow and the power of the most high will overshadow, most will overshadow you. you. So the Holy One will be born. Will be called Son of God." So here, angel is telling, explaining to Mother Mary how this is going to happen, right? First, Holy Spirit will come. And along with that, what happens? The power of God will overshadow you or will descend upon Mother Mary and will create a supernatural event. Yeah. So look at the sequence. Holy Spirit is coming down. It is overshadowing. And the, a new creation happening. is happening. Yeah. Jesus Christ is being born, or the second person of God becomes human being. It's a supernatural event, and it is orchestrated by Holy Spirit, and then the power comes, and something happens. The angel is delivering this message. So in the Genesis 1-1, what do we see? The earth was null and void. There was darkness. And yeah. what happened? The spirit of God is moving over it or overshadowing it, right? And the power of God then um, let there be light. The light came. We know that that's not the light, right? It's not the light from sun or moon because those are created later. So who is that light which was present at that point? It's Jesus Christ. We can Jesus discuss that about yeah. later. But if you closely look at it, there was no light there because we were sun and moon is created later on. In certain translations, it's more like God invited light to be there. Or, in other words, Jesus Christ, who himself was the light of the world, was also present. And then Holy Spirit was overshadowing. And then God spoke, sent the word. So Let there be light. the creation happened, right? The same kind of pattern is happening here. Holy Spirit comes, the power comes, and then something happens. So this is what we are discussing now. From the authority... We are moving on to something equally important, which is called dynamis, or the power of God. So during the Pentecost, we get the name dynamite, right? Dynamite is deliver, I mean, derived from this name, uh, the word dynamis. And that's what Bible uses to represent the power of God descending upon people on Pentecost day. There was such power coming down. is dynamis, the power of God. So until now, we saw how we have authority. Angels have power but they don't have authority. They have immense power. And we have two by third of the angels with us, with a lot of power. But we, we have some enemies. They're one by third of the angels, which they are already fallen. They are short. I mean, they're, if you look at the power, they are much lower than 
the other two by third integers. So always remember that. So never let your mind tell you that you will be attacked by demons all around. Do not live a fear, life of fear. Um, there are many deliverance ministries coming up lately. Deliverance ministry is needed. But on the other side, we also should be make sure that we should not be living a life as if we are being always scared of demons or something wrong is going to happen. Even the moment you come to the kingdom of God, oh, that's going to happen. There will be trouble and I need to be super holy and I should, otherwise something is going to happen. Oh, I, I decided I, yesterday I mentioned that I'll be giving my life to my Lord and I was super happy and I was all pumped up in spirit. But today I messed up. I went back to my sin. Something really bad is going to happen because now the kingdom of darkness is attacking me. Don't think like that. Our kingdom, our sonship or our daughter, being a doctor and daughter and son in the kingdom of God have nothing to do with our holiness. It has nothing to do with our holiness. It is grace. It is pre-gift. By faith and grace, we obtained it. Until and unless we take away that faith and grace, that will not be in void. God will never take away that grace. The grace came through Christ, Jesus Christ. So it is always there. Then what, what we can say? We can take the faith away from us. So if I denounce whatever I mentioned yesterday, if I denounce my faith in Christ Jesus, yes, then you don't have protection. We, we are ourselves, pulling ourselves out of it. We are sinners. God knows that. We are, we have many, many shortcomings. God is not looking at us being perfect. It's not our perfectness or it's not our holiness which enables us to operate in this realm. So always remember that. Nobody teaches this one. And that's why people are very confused. Sometimes the gospel become a gospel of guilt. Somehow inflicting. We will be preaching the things, the wrongdoings, the sins we commit. We will be putting them in such guilt that they will never recover. But instead, gospel is good news. Good news which tells us that no matter who you are, no matter how much problems you have, no matter how frail and weak you are, the good news is that Jesus Christ has done everything for us. He has become the perfect lamb. He has become the holiest human being. He has become name above all names, all authority, with all the power. And now he is embracing it. Remember, we are once, once we are baptized into him, we are put into Christ, which means regardless of what you do, how you feel like, how your own mind is telling you that you are weak, you have this problem, that problem. When God looks at you, when the kingdom of God, other angels, even demons, when they look at you, if you have faith that regardless of my abilities and inabilities, because of Lord Jesus Christ, I am, I am completely holy. God looks at us through the lens of Jesus Christ. We should start looking at the same way, looking through the lens of the cover which we have, we have got into. We are baptized into Christ. So that mindset, always remember, it should be in our head. And it cannot be taken away. It cannot be taken away by any sins you can commit. I have a question, man. Yes. Then why is like sin bad if it's 
if you if holiness right. is never taken from you and if you're always if you are able to always connect to god and then why is like sin it's bad? a good question the saint paul talks about this right he talks about like law is completely gone now law has nothing grace has come but that doesn't give you license to sin okay i, I was about to come to that point because this is a very i would say very sensitive topic the sin will not take away the authority jesus christ have given you okay the moment it, it works in faith that's why when you look around there are many many preachers or many so called men of god who is able to perform miracles in the name of god when they say in the name of lord jesus christ let the sickness go the sickness will be going because they are operating in that authority but now if you look in the bible jesus himself says i will there will be in the end of the time and then they when the during the second coming or the judgment time there will be people coming to me and telling me that uh, we have performed miracles in the name of you we have uh, healed people we have cast out demons in in your name let us enter and but jesus will say who are you i don't know you see they are not lying they are, they were able to operate in this realm they were able to operate in the authority of christ because it was freely given by faith they were operating and they were able to manifest the power of god they were able to perform i mean even even i would think that by the performing that such acts maybe people got converted people got started believing in jesus christ and maybe they were beneficial for the kingdom of god but when the time come when they were supposed to go back to the eternal life and they were about to uh, enter jesus said i don't know you so that's two different thing which we need to understand operating in the kingdom of god spreading the gospel is all faith based but to enter the kingdom of god it is a little different that needs a relationship with jesus christ that's what jesus is specifically saying you might have you understood everything about the kingdom of god this is a framework um it's more like a knife the knife is already given you can use it for as long as you know how to use it the whatever is supposed to do it will do like if, if it's supposed to cut somebody it will cut it doesn't matter who is using it how um as long as you know how to use it how as long as you understand the principles behind it you do it it will happen same way in the kingdom of god once you get to understand the kingdom of god once you have this faith once you understand about the spiritual realm how jesus christ have such power and everybody who believes by faith it will it can happen so but when it comes to entering the kingdom of god going to the next level that's different eternal life is promised only for the people who has relationship with jesus christ that's why um, john uh, disciple john clearly tells if you think that you have relationship with jesus christ if you love you are saying that you are, you love jesus christ but you cannot love your neighbor your brother then you are lying don't be deceived so that's the whole in a spot so that's us i mean we we have we will deal with that on a later subject it's a, a big one so once we understand the authority and the power it can be misused okay it can be misused and that's what we should be very aware of we should not be misusing it and we should be aware that there are people who are misusing it so do not trust anybody who comes 
and doing miracles in the name of Lord Jesus Christ. And don't just blindly believe any people. Always be discerning. That's why St. Paul says, always discern the spirits. So that's one big lesson we have to always remember. There might be a person who is able to preach well in the name, and he genuinely cast out devils, all that, but never follow a man of God. Only follow God. And you have to be always clever. No, do not let temptation, do not let our, our own kids, that's something I always say and I always practice. Make sure, always have this cautious approach. People, no matter how good they know about the kingdom of God, like for example, look at Bible, look at the Old Testament. Is there most of 97% of the men of God committed sin? Right? People are weak. We, people, the moment we have this freedom to say yes or no to temptations, that freedom will be there until the last day of our life. Based on the decision you take, he can choose. I'm going to do the sin. And it, it can happen. So don't think that one, one day I will be like so pure and there won't be any more temptation. I'll be only living holy life. That will never happen. Every day, we have this choice. But once, a, so that's where people get confused. We might see people who are genuinely, really believing in God, really able to perform miracles, really able to be such man of God. And then we hear scandals about them. I don't want to take names, but there was this great preacher, great apologistic preacher in America who was so eloquent, he knew everything about the Bible. And because of him, so many people converted. But recently after his death, there were some sexual allegations against him. And that was in, investigated and being found proven. And the entire ministry is destroyed. They, they have demolished. I mean, they stopped that ministry. And everybody who got converted because of his preaching now is ashamed to even say that I came to know Jesus Christ because of so-and-so person. But that doesn't mean that God didn't use him. He was powerfully used. He was such a man of God. And because of him, many people came to the kingdom of God. He was able to operate in that faith realm. He, was, he had wisdom and understanding. All that was there. Even look at Solomon. Solomon was full of wisdom. But when you read through the life of him, you will see that there are many things which happened towards the end of his life where he made bad choices. So that's where we have to be very careful. We need to understand the power of God. We need to understand that the holiness or anything which I do uh, will not have any impact on what Jesus Christ now did. The authority was given freely. It is a grace. So when you are in this earthly realm, anybody who is able to tap into what Jesus Christ has done, it will happen if you have faith. We have faith, faith and holiness. The best, this, I would say in a perfect world, this is what we should be striving for. We should have 100% faith and 100% holiness. That's what God wants us to be like. That's how Jesus was. But if we have 100% faith and 20% holiness, you will be able to manifest the kingdom of God while you are in this earth, while you are in this world, by using that faith you have. But when it comes to the eternal life for that person, 
that holiness is what matters that relationship is what matters and most of the time such great faith people they will be falling down whatever because there is there is this hold of sin the moment you commit to sin you are also inviting the kingdom of darkness into you you are kind of leading double life the kingdom of darkness have opportune authority over you and they will use it at some point against everything he has built with that faith for example this particular minister but this particular person had built such an amazing ministry and so many people were saved but look at what happened even after he passed away satan because of that sin which he committed that kingdom of darkness was able to come back and destroy almost most of it the entire life of that person who was such a man of god i still respect him so he was just a weak person on a one particular area where he was not able to overcome and that was being controlled by kingdom of darkness and that was used against him same way david god says he was a man after my heart when my heart beats david's heart beat right such such close fellowship but even then he failed and you know what happened because of that right and that that somehow there was there is always repercussions of sin so that's a different these are these are two different topics if i would say there are there are two different spheres which i would say but the unfortunately right now in our charismatic ministry and right now in our christendom we measure the relationship with god by looking at how much of gift how much of faith he has so if a particular person is able to prophesy let's say we think that he is very close to god we think everything which he says we take as if it is coming from god so people start worshiping in in another way sometimes people replace god and replace the word of god replace holy spirit for this particular person because they think because, because he is able to communicate he is able to operate in the kingdom of god so he should be very close to god he might be close to god that doesn't mean that he is fully holy he there may be elements in his life where still there is mature that he needs to grow people don't see that the moment people see some signs and gifts of the holy spirit they think this person must be super holy or super close to god that's not the case faith faith is what we need to operate in that realm but holiness is a totally different level we can explore it but i would say for now let's not focus on the bad side because we will be discouraged on it let's focus on how to use authority and how to operate in the power and these are given to us so that we will grow it's more like we are trying right now trying to solve calculus but we only know let's say basic maths it will be hard for to understand but as we grow we will understand holy spirit will teach us we will understand um so if you if you study about a great men of god very honest i mean if they are very honest they if they wanted to understand god and kingdom of god so much you will see this pattern always going i know a particular person whose name is dr john lake john g lake he is not a catholic but he was a christian person who who lived in our times in the 20th century he was a rich immense man in uk and he wanted to basically what happened is all his siblings went through bad sickness and he lost almost all his siblings at a young age so he was always baffled by the sickness 
and he wanted he one day said god if you teach me if you are real if you teach me how to deal with the sickness because everybody is suffering because of sickness and death i want to know it i will dedicate my life and then he started seeking it eventually he became such a person that the moment he start praying healing will happen he explored that realm he got the gift of healing he got the gift of tongues all that most of the gifts he got and he was operating in such a way that when the moment he get to the stage and when he start preaching he start praying everybody will be saved so his uh, his ministry or his conference are like this if 500 people come i mean everybody who has coming for 500 people uh, let's say this is his uh, prerequisite to attend a conference you should have a physical sickness or you should have a mental sickness to join this conference and it will be 10 days and if any if 500 people are joining they all are somehow sick right and all 500 will be healed that's his criteria everyone 500 people joins the conference and 10 after 10 days 500 will be healed he went to that level of uh, faith uh, and he explored all that and he understood all that but in his uh, in his book he re- writes this it became like as if every sickness will obey me and leave the person but i felt i was empty people were flocking around me because they were all suffering from sickness but i felt i was empty i I'm, i told my god i'm not i started by seeking this healing thing because i was worried about my my siblings being sick being dead and i wanted to figure out but now i understand in fact i am looking for something more christ where are you jesus i want you not this healing so he was reluctant to even pray but he you say that the moment i touched somebody the healing was happening i wasn't even praying but he was so desperate imagine if we get that kind of gift right do we will we be desperate we will be going around doing healing and be the man of god but he was so desperate he went back and for 6 months he continuously prayed saying if can you please take away that healing gift and give me christ i want to be like christ i want to feel him i want to be like christ he prayed like that and eventually the holy spirit came upon him the baptism happened and he says he he explains that he cannot explain and he was saying everything all the gifts he had all the preaching he has done in the life was nothing compared to that moment when jesus christ completely took him over uh, so we should read such people like so that's what we should be having we should not be focusing on the gifts of god we should focus on what jesus christ have come down for to make us conformed to the image of the son so we should not stop during this progr- during this pro- process we will be having all the gifts we may be have get the gift of healing gift of prophecy but those are not what we are aiming for those are the just the beginning stages but you continue to grow in holiness continue to grow in holiness and seeking jesus christ you will achieve into that's why we have in the catholic church that's the beauty of the church our saints look at the saints do we have any more saints i don't see any more we have many charismatic movements men of god prophetic people but where do we have holy people the holy men of god for them the gifts were not a priority they had all the gifts even gifts we have never heard of but they were never using it we might wonder why padre pio didn't go around and preach the gospel because his priority 
or everybody's priority first priority is to be like christ seek holiness but you also need to understand the authority the power the gifts of the holy spirit in the right sense so that it won't conquer us it won't replace christ we need we can have authority we can have power we can have the greatest faith that's why st paul says even if i have everything i, I if i am a prophet and if i speak the languages of angels even then i am nothing if i don't have love right that's where st paul is realizing all this stuff in fact if you re- when you read through the epistles of paul you will see how a person st paul is growing from a person who has had no idea about christ no idea of kingdom of god slowly slowly he is maturing as a believer maturing as a christian and eventually he says no longer i live but christ in me that progress you can see during that time he boasted sometimes he said uh, he had even fights with peter right he says a normal human being eventually he realizes that's when he says faith hope and love all are very good but only one is most important love faith will pass away we don't need faith once you you die you are in the eternal after second coming you don't need faith faith is about believing unseen things once second coming happens once we are in eternity we know everything there is everything is seen we don't need faith right faith is something we need when we are in this life in the physical realm so we can have great faith and that will pull down the kingdom of god but that doesn't mean that you are one with christ you have still a long way to go a long way to go we should not be stopping it so but at least in our case we are way 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 down we don't have faith we don't have authority i mean we don't we are not operating in authority we don't understand the power we don't understand the word of god we are babes mere babes mere kindergarten pre k not even there like daycare having just baby milk we are and then when we see somebody who is operating let's say in the fourth grade we treat him as a man of god we treat him and everything we are just following him we don't want to grow but instead we are trying to figure out trying to reach him and get something out of whatever he has instead we should be focusing on how we can how he can be a model what can we learn from him how how he became like that fourth grader who know much more about kingdom of god can we get what he has and even keep moving more that's why st paul says nobody talks about timothy much right timothy was the dearest disciple of st paul but we you don't see timothy writing any uh, letters you don't even see much much about timothy remember st paul was saying when we since we are talking about the, the dynamis power in the letter to timothy i believe he says timothy my dear son always remember to flame that fire inside you i have laid my hands over you that anointing inside you always remember to fan into flames those that anointing that power inside you so even timothy even if st paul came and laid hands upon each one of us even if jesus christ himself came and laid hands on each one of us until and unless we work with that anointing we work with that power we work together in hand with holy spirit nothing will happen 
So that's the most important thing we need to understand. Our mind will tell us if we had that one extra gift, we will be awesome. If we manage to conquer this one area of sin, then I will be doing it. If I get this and that particular gift, then I'll be fine. No, that's, that's a lie. We don't need anything. We don't need, all we need is faith. All we need to is like remove all this complexity from our mind and start believing in a simple gospel where Christ have done everything for us. If we choose, make a choice to believe in that, then that starts a relationship with Christ Jesus. The other day I was talking and I was praying. I would say I'm praying, but I was deeply troubled from my own, my own mentality that I'm not able to fully commit to what I know. See, until like maybe in a year back, I also had this um, continuous struggle saying, I need that particular gift. I need this particular anointing. I don't know enough. I need, there's something more to figure out. That's why I'm not able, but God has promised in the 40th year of my life, he will bring me to understanding. This is what God said. From the year 40, you are mine. Until, until 40, you can live on your own, take care of everything. But from 40th year, you are mine. This was given to me maybe like when I was 35. So when I calculate, so this is what I calculated in whatever, um, whatever weakness or whatever inability. I thought I only have five more years before, because God, when God says something, that's going to happen. When God says in the 40th year, he has some plan for me. He, in his side, under person is not going to change. But in that five year, will I be ready for taking up what God is going to give me? Or taking up that responsibility? How I change my life in those five years? I have five more years to get into such a mold of life where he, whatever he's going to give me, I should be able to carry out. So that struggle was there from four or five years. So I was thinking I should do that. I should figure this out. I should meet that man of God. I should pray for this gift. I was confused. I was doing all this. I was chasing. I learned a lot of stuff. Uh, and eventually when 40th year came, it was more It was more like the Old Testament where I was expecting an earthquake and I was expecting a thunder or a lightning. But it was just a whisper. It was more of an understanding which God gave me that I don't need to do anything specific. I came, now I know what to do. I mean, or I would say I'm at peace now. I'm not striving for, or nothing is disturbing me anymore. Saying, okay, this is why you are not able to perform or you are not able to be in the kingdom of God. But now that I understand what I need to do, my flesh, the human being I am, is not able to commit to it 100%. Now I see that foreign nature in me. It's no longer the demons trying to make me do something. That was the thing of the past. We were always thinking, oh, I may have this particular position. Maybe there is this particular area where Satan has some authority over me and I'm not able to break through it. And all that is true, but that's not the core. Our own nature, we don't want to go. How much ever we try to keep saying that, yeah, I want to know gospel, 
there is this inner nature which is against the kingdom of God. That's the flesh. That flesh in me, I understand now I see what is flesh. Because the flesh will never accept God. Don't want anything from God. And that struggle is real. That's where I am at. So the moment you strive through and you progress, you will learn more and more things. You should be always a student of Holy Spirit. There is always something more to learn. There is always something more you can get from the kingdom of God. But unless and until that journey started, so the other day I was committing my life again to my father and I was telling him, telling my father that I'm not going to do the usual chant saying I am I'm unworthy. I, have, I don't need to say all that. He knows me in and out. He knows all the filth in me. He knows all the inability of me. But first time in my life, I felt like I'm talking to a real person who understands me. I never thought like that before. I mean, we were like in this, I, I, at least I was. I'm like in this mindset where I'm praying, and I, but I never felt that is this person on the other side. For the first time, I'm, when I was talking, I felt like I should be really, really, whatever I, I'm telling, I should mean it. Until then, it was easy to confess to God, saying, oh, I will come with my life. But this particular day, it's not supernatural. It's inside me. But it is a totally different feeling. I feel like I should, if I'm saying something, I should stand by my word. Because there is somebody on the other side where he's listening to me. And I am, I didn't feel like, okay, he is some supernatural great power where I am, I'm like a slave or anything. It's more like, yeah, like my son talking to me. If I'm my, me talking to my dad, my real earthly dad, if I'm telling him, I won't be just saying some words out of my mouth, right? It comes from my heart. When he was in deathbed, I asked him, like, Daddy, do you need, do you have any more ambitions to be fulfilled? Is there anything I can do? I mean, those words, it came from my heart. I really meant what I said. Let's say my dad said something. My dad said, I don't have any more wish. But let's say my dad said, I, I want to do this one final thing. Wouldn't I go and do it in all my ability? If I don't, even, even if I don't have that ability, I will find somebody who can fulfill it, I will try my 100% level best to fulfill it because I meant what I said. But on this, I mean, I have confessed this thing hundreds and I don't know how many times. I'm pretty sure we all do that. And we go for confession. We go back, go to the church. We sit in that next to Eucharist and we say this. I'm going to commit my life. I'm not going to sin anymore. Father, forgive me, but I never had that personal feeling until this year. So that's the change I have in the 40th year. Now I feel like, now I know God exists. Now I know he's a person. It's a change in my mindset. There's nothing supernatural. That's where we should analyze. We should analyze what we are doing. We have only one life. We have God willing, if everything goes fine, the best case we will 70 or 80 years we have and how many years we already closed so every day we are 
we are we are nearing that grave we are running out of time where we can manifest the kingdom of god so what's our priorities we should be thinking that's what i was thinking and i asked god i'm also also confused with many things then god when how does how, we we keep complaining god doesn't speak to me i don't have the gift but we don't read bible right bible is where god talks to me so i open the bible and it was written there do not worry about tomorrow just focus on the kingdom of god so that's like am i willing to do that or where am i in my current current stage of life am i thinking about hundred of worldly things am i worried about setting up that business buying this home being in this profession those are all needed but is that all you have planned out recently i was thinking i was traveling a lot like just like your brother but wherever i go i see that people are people are doing something for just the sake of it i mean they don't have any ultimate motive in life that's what i felt like all are good people they are all doing two jobs one job trying to save some money to bring up kids if you look at this is generic pattern or a few things take care of the kids make make sure their future is successful go for some vacation have some fun that's pretty much it but there's no lasting motive for us it's not an in life of intention i don't feel i mean it they just they are on autopilot mode i would say so we should change that we should see start living a life of intention where we know what we are going to do we are going to seek the kingdom of god that is my first priority and the only intention in my life everything else i will work on it but that's not my priority i will study well to be a doctor that's fine that's just for the selfly life but my focus my priority is the kingdom of god it's not like the other way around i want jesus so that i can be successful now i want jesus to help me in my sinful nature now i want to conquer my sinful nature so that i can be like jesus so that's a different thought process so we have to change our mindset we are not here trying to understand the kingdom of god to manifest the power of kingdom of god it is part of the process yes we need to learn but ultimately i want to change myself change my mind my body my life in a way that god can manifest his son in me that's my ultimate aim if that's our ultimate aim all our priorities will change the way we deal everyday life will change future will change and we will have peace that's one thing i can assure you in this process your mind will be at rest your mind will be at peace that's why st paul he wrote this um the peace which i which the which surpasses every understanding will dwell upon us so this is possible it is possible because it is truth whatever jesus has said is truth we need to start realizing and living accordingly when jesus says you will do greater things that i am the first thing which comes to my mind who oh, i am not that worthy he already contradicted the truth jesus spoke jesus didn't say anything else he didn't say you will be able to do double what i did if you do so and so there's no if there if you believe in me you will do this but we are not able to do that we will have our excuses or our mind or our fallen nature will keep saying 
to that oh that's good stuff yeah it's really good spoospel but let me focus on tomorrow let's deal with all the stuff let me arrange my financials and then i will focus on you know we're doing the exact opposite of what jesus said it's not about disobeying it's about the framework this is what jesus said you focus on the kingdom of god everything will be taken care of. but we are like oh let me take care of everything else and then i will be full time okay if you do that if you do this then i will be that's a totally different framework we are outside the king framework in unless and until you are in the framework of the kingdom of god nothing will work you may be the best person best mind mental with best, best intention etc you may be not hurting anybody but to get into the kingdom of god and bring manifestation of kingdom of god we have to go by the rules of the kingdom of god we have to obey the constitution we have to understand the constitution we have to understand how things work and then work through it and while you are understanding this while you are practicing it you still have a choice to sin that's the beauty of our heavenly father he will not take away the free will until the last day every saint had the free will the same free will to commit sin when adam had it when he there was no demons around when he never committed a sin he was a holy man he was he was holy person holy woman they had the free will and they chose to do opposite they were walking with god they had they didn't need any faith at that point right because they everything was known for them god was next to them. they were clothed with such glory that he adam could okay, my battery is going to die in four four okay let me come back let me plug my charger hold on but you know they have said somewhere that um, if you believe in jesus christ you will be saved my protestant uh, friend she said told me that uh, like if you believe in christ you go straight to heaven that means not right i'm asking all of you uh-huh. no We all life? believe in Jesus. no. We all believe in Jesus Christ. Who doesn't believe? We believe, but are, do we do like Him? Are we like Him? That is what is important. Believing in Christ is one thing. Being like Him is another thing. That's what yeah, I believe. But it's sad that you don't have to be like Him to go. As long as you believe, yeah. if you believe in Christ, Jesus Christ the Lord, not be like Him at all, say, right? Yeah. I mean, do anything, but yeah, we have a simple. Nature. In that case, the Lucifer will be qualifying for. He has no to my my friend for sure said, who Christ is. Yeah, yeah, I know. My neighbor said, but you know, yeah. she said that uh, by faith mean, alone. We yeah, we were talking about the confession and all. She was asking me why, so I was explaining of my confession. Luckily, my friends are the Vilma, and uh, I have another Mariam. They gave me good topic. so she said no it's the bible is written if you believe in jesus you will be saved so if you from here you go straight there there's no in between yeah i mean that's what uh, protestants believe um, faith, by faith alone by grace alone uh, there's no point of work i mean this is a big topic and one of the most debated topic between protestants and apostolic churches because it's written in the bible no and the bible is the living word so how can it be wrong 
we are taking when we speak about something in the bible we should not take words out of context mm-hmm. we should understand the whole thing it it completes package right we can argue and debate with them by taking other verses we can show some from st paul and uh, from jude saying faith without works is void in itself so if you are not working if you believe in jesus christ and you are not doing what this jesus said then you are believe you are saying you are believing but that doesn't count if i say that i believe that like last 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 week i said right i believe that this um, building has followed the engineering principles i understand physics i understand architectural things so it is not going to fall down on me that's why i'm sitting here if i'm saying if i believe all that but i'm never going getting in them building saying that i don't know if i'm always afraid this is going to collapse then i'm not acting on my belief so same way if we are believing something you should act out that belief right if you don't act out that belief that means you might be thinking that you are believing but in actuality your belief is zero the faith has not produced any fruits as so i jesus the same jesus said a tree is judged by the fruits that produce so what fruit your faith have produced are you able to love your own neighbor just like jesus said like yourself are you there yet are you still harboring all the hatredness are you still harboring sinfulness in you the same jesus who said you believe he said be holy like my father is holy the same jesus said if you are born again you will be able to do such and such things are you able to do it so it seems like yeah in your mind you think that you believe in jesus but none of the things jesus said has been manifesting in your life aren't you concerned about that also yeah there are many things which we can talk about but i don't like debating because people come back come they are already preconceived in their belief system they are there for sometimes just for argument purpose no no i didn't yeah. argue i just yeah. used to go no. and then <laughs> but i feel like but, confessions like it's not like you have to go for confession then you'll be saved that's like our way of catholic way of yeah like, i mean this topic we can argue you can go on and go on but that's that's a good one to talk so if we have questions like this let's have let's get all the questions together and we can have sessions on it so the, the, those are day to day things you might encounter right people will be questioning your faith we need to understand our catholic faith better as well as their faith better so that's something we can do after this authority session maybe we can do apologetics this is fun yeah that will be the yeah. apologetics will, will let you understand everything we believe and how to apologetics first is authority and then holy spirit please right so i don't okay first let's save ourselves before saving the <laughs> right <laughs> so that's my motto so first save it. it's more like in that um, in our airplane like okay. it happens put the mask on first and then take care of this yeah right. <laughs> over we are debating fiercely about all the our pentecost brothers our separated brothers that's what church calls them so never harbor an anger against them they will be saved that's what our church teaches because they believe in jesus christ so so those are things which church itself defines sometimes catholics go around saying oh the protestant they won't be saved but our church teaches catholic teaching says they are separated brothers they don't have the fullness of the gospel but yet if they are baptized in the name of father the son and the holy spirit we still 
uh, respect their baptism. If they can prove, when they convert to Catholicism, they can prove that they were baptized in the name of Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. We won't force another baptism because we believe in only one baptism and that is valid. They may not say it, but at least that's our Catholic Church. So, so they don't have the fullness, which means we have a Ferrari car and they have a motorbike or a bicycle. Yeah. But the difference is with that bicycle, they are daily trying to go forward and they are traveling. We have a Ferrari, which is in our garage, which we never look at it. We are walking. So that's the only difference. So, and we keep boasting. That's I have true. a Ferrari. Right? So <laughs> let's try using that Ferrari first. And then they will, we will definitely, they will see that we are using Ferrari and we are going in super fast speed. They will say, can I have that Ferrari? How do you get that Ferrari? Then we can explain. So let's manifest the power, which is inside us. Then they will come and say, until today, I thought Catholic was a cult, but you seem to be manifesting the power of God. I don't understand. Can you tell me more about it, right? When they see Jesus in us, they will understand. The, we are also good children of them. That's what we should talk about. We should not be answering by words. We should not be converting by debates, but we should be answering by our own actions. life and actions. That's what I believe, and that's the only way uh, going forward. Because debates is based on knowledge, right? You can, if you are eloquent, you don't even need to be eloquent anymore. We have chat GPT. We have AI coming up. You type something, you give a good description and we'll teach you. So knowledge, by knowledge, you cannot. That's what we have to focus. That's why we are learning about power and authority. So today's topic is all over, but let's focus on, let me give you one scripture in this regard. We can't we should focus. Matthew, let me see how you guys. so in the bible jesus gives us a clue he says in the bible to i think it's pharisees there are two things why you are in error can anybody tell that there are two reasons why you are in error is it that uh, he says that you see um you don't you don't look after your parents because you say that you have to give the tithes to the church or something like that. No. There's another place where he says there are two reasons why Jews were not able to understand. Matthew 22, 29. So this verse, write it down. We are already out of time. So Matthew 22, 29. You are error because you do not know the scripture or the power of God. So there are two things. You, you are uh, under the New Living Translation. Your mistake is that you don't know the scriptures and you don't, don't know the power of God. There are two things. One, the scriptures or the word of God. We don't know the word of God. Second, even if you know the word of God, you don't know the, the power, power of, God. of God. So in this, uh, um, our, during our time, most of the Christians, don't know both of it. We don't go back to the word of God. We don't know Bible. We don't read Bible. We have no idea what our faith is. Second, if in charismatic circle, in other ministries, we are conducting a lot of Bible studies. We know the word of God, but the power of God, we don't understand. 
we need to have both word of god which is logos and the power of god yeah. which is more yeah. like rhema and much more but the power of god we need to understand if we get these two angles in our life then we will be able to manifest the kingdom of god the right way having a lot of word of god can have a puffed up saying i have phd in that i know this word that word but if that's equivalent to having faith without works same with the word of god should work with the power of god then we will be able to manifest the kingdom of god that's why I'm, we are learning the power of god the authority how to operate in the word of god how to live in the word of god so our focus should not be uh of course we our focus should be salvation of other souls but in my own personal opinion first our own salvation is the primary focus unless and until i am able to manifest the power of god i am not ready yet that's what i would say or i'm i can only influence other person by the amount of power i am able to manifest if the kingdom of god st paul says is not about talk it's not about speech i mean eloquent speech it's about power of god that's why jesus said when um, john the baptist said are you the real messiah then jesus replied saying go and tell him yeah the blind can see the dumb can talk what is that the power of god manifesting that's the dynamics so remember the dynamics the power of god is what we are going to discuss in the next next week dynamics also is synonym for miracles the mighty power of god um all the miracles jesus said is using the dynamics so you may not see the word dynamics but throughout the bible dynamics or the power of god the miracles the blind seeing the deaf hearing the demons cast out all that indicates the kingdom of god has come so it's not just a word but it is the power the dynamics acting power of god means the kingdom of god has come so if we need to let kingdom of god come in our life in my life what do we need we need both we need to understand the word of god we need to understand the kingdom rules constitution etc but we also needs to let the dynamics power change me and then I, we should be able to act in that dynamics power to bring this kingdom of god manifest to others that's what we are aiming at so it's not just a class we it's more like a lifestyle how do we work how do we fulfill the will of christ in my life the will of christ is to bring kingdom of god into me and change me and then bear fruit the same kingdom of god to other people so first it has to change me i should be able to bear fruit i should be able to manifest the kingdom of god then i will be sent out just like father sent jesus jesus sent us so we should focus on that let us change our priorities let's not focus on 100 things let's just make it simple am i willing am i am i working with holy spirit in my daily life what change has happened in me what are the areas i should be changing or where i am seeking not the kingdom of god how would i conquer it that should be our primary concern and don't get desperate because of those things don't get into the guilt area there's a way to deal with it guilt is not from god so if you are getting guilty then you are in trouble we already lost faith don't be guilty 
don't be fearful don't feel like i am i'm unworthy just understand that's my fallen nature first we let's figure out our fallen nature each each person have different way it the power fallen nature manifest those we can term it's a weakness but that's the fallen nature how to deal with that fallen nature we will understand in the next session but today let's um let's spend 2 minutes praying let's close our eyes heavenly father help us to understand the kingdom of god the way you want us to understand father we are confused we have so many things going around in this world around us our priorities are all around the place one day we are with you next day we are totally out one day we want to know you next day we are in the world we feel like we are lost sometimes we put up a fake image of ourselves and we wonder whether whatever we believe whatever we are perceiving in christendom perceiving in christ is unreal father changes teaches show us in our daily life that you are real manifest yourself as a real person to me change our mind so that we will understand you as a person not like a some distant god some distant power instead a person a real father who is willing always want wishing our best outcome for we are casting out all our negativity all the mind blinding spirits all the confusion this world has put into our mind we are declaring that we will seek we will knock we will keep asking and the doors of heaven will open before us we claim this in the name of lord jesus christ according to isaiah 22 22 we are opening up all the spiritual realms all our spiritual gifts in christ jesus let it start manifesting in the spiritual realm angels please we are giving you authority we are asking you that you go ahead and invade our spiritual realm everything which is connected to the kingdom of darkness cut it down by the word of god which is a sharp edge sword cut down every sickness cut down every bondage satan has put cut down everything our flesh has already having agreement with the kingdom of darkness we are declaring we no longer are slaves to sin we no longer are slaves to kingdom of god kingdom of darkness but instead we are slaves to the kingdom of god we are ambassadors of christ we are more than conquerors in christ jesus we are put into christ and when we walk out today we are walking like a son of god we are walking like a daughter of god and the angels are next to us when we walk we walk according to the kingdom of god mandate the kingdom of darkness will fear us kingdom of darkness will stay away from our home we are declaring all our families all our descendants everything we have we are cleansing it by the blood of lord jesus christ and we declare that we will be victorious in the name of lord jesus christ we will see the miracles happening we will in our own life and we will be able to bear fruit and be a witness to the kingdom of god and bring many souls to the kingdom of god in jesus name we ask all this amen 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 thank you amen. all sorry for taking few more minutes
but we'll continue the dynamics discussion next week okay next week after easter so easter i next think session, next... whenever it is yeah and next week is not easter but the following we have vigil mass in the uh, in us you know 8 o'clock so we'll not be able to join sure yeah we can update in the group yeah okay okay bye everyone see you bye thank bye. you thank you brother thank you so much yeah thanks brother thank you brother bye 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 thank you bye bye bye